Welcome to Divorce Explained, the podcast where we answer your questions and navigate the process of divorce together. Sharing real stories and personal experiences, this is your guide through it all. With your hosts, family law specialist Steve Benmore and divorce lawyer and strategist Leanne Townsend. So we are kicking off our Divorce Explained podcast for the second year, 2023. And uh, I'm excited to be back here with you. And I look forward to having many more interesting and thought-provoking conversations about divorce in the coming weeks and months. I do as well. And I think we have some exciting, um, you know, things on the horizon for our listeners, uh, both with the two of us and with adding guests in here and there. So uh, I think uh, there'll be some really valuable information there for our listeners. Absolutely. And as a plug for next week's show, next week we are going to be interviewing Chip Rose, who is a uh, pioneer in the field of family and divorce mediation. And uh, he brought mediation to family law and divorce um, earlier than most people throughout the world and uh, then became an educator of divorce mediation. So we look forward to our IG Live with him next week, where he's going to be our special guest, uh, piping in from uh, Oregon, United States. Yes, I'm excited about that. I think it'll be uh, a really interesting uh, interview. Excellent. And so today we are going to answer the question, which often people ask us out on the street at cocktail parties, why is January called Divorce Month? And... uh, So Leanne, you and I are going to just bounce that around and then talk about how maybe there could be some lessons learned from what has become sort of a a hallmark card called January is Divorce Month. Um, Why do you think January is Divorce Month? I think January is Divorce Month because traditionally I have found that there is an influx of new clients in January. I find January and September are the two months for that, but particularly January. Um, I find I get a lot of new consults from people who um, have not reached out to me before. Or I, and I also find I get people who perhaps had a consultation you know, sometime in the previous year, but they they needed to think about things more and they didn't move forward with anything and they contact me in January and they're ready to move forward. So that's, I guess, for me, one of the key reasons why I think January is referred to as divorce month is just more people seem to reach out and perhaps start the whole separation process in January. Right. So we we touched upon this in our last IG Live uh, before the holidays, but, you know, one of the things that um, in reflection I thought about with respect to January being divorce month is um, just as I was shutting the office down in the second, third week of December, I got a bunch of calls and um, uh, conversations with prospective new clients um, who were asking how to manage the next few weeks in light of the fact that they knew that their relationships were coming to an end. And underneath the question was the recognition that the last two or three weeks of December is just not the right time to do anything. And whether it's because you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or some other festive events in the month of December or 
because there's office parties and people bring their spouses and then people start talking about um, family events, um, whether it's because the kids are off school and uh, parents don't really want to taint the children's school vacation with news that their parents are splitting up, whether it's because lawyers themselves are unavailable. And so people recognize that that is uh, not a good time of the year to take steps with respect to that. Um, and then on top of all that, a lot of people enter a new year with new year resolutions. Some people make it a resolution to lose weight or to pick up a positive hobby, yoga, fitness, whatnot. And some people recognize that the new year is the time to clean out some of the negative inventory in our lives. And for some people, that is exiting an unhealthy relationship. And so they treat January as the first day or the first month of the year in order to now begin the process of starting on the right foot with uh, um, the right choices. And as bad as it may seem, the word D, divorce, is, a, is, a, is negative. It's got this negative connotation. People even use the word divorce in other areas. They say, you know, I, 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 I need to divorce myself from uh, the way I was thinking before. The word divorce is used in a negative connotation to almost to use the Don Trump language from The Apprentice, you're fired. But um, divorce can also be the beginning of a new chapter of somebody's life. And Leanne, you and I have both been divorced. And you and I have both recreated our lives after divorce. And we have built a better life, a happier life, a more fulfilled life as a result or following our divorce. And so I, I invite you, Leanne, and, and quite frankly, our listeners to engage with me on the topic of January. If it is indeed divorce month, how do we make January divorce month a time of celebration whereby we help our clients and our clients help themselves start their new year on the right foot with only positives and removing the negatives from their life. Well, and I think that, you know, mindset is always really important for, um, you know, thinking positively, being happy, all of those things. So I think, um, you know, our a whole approach to divorce is, you know, really about you know, bringing mindset into it. And um, just ironically, just to step back for a minute, I, I was a January divorce. At, like my, my ex-husband and I, I think, separated, you know, right after New Year's. So we followed the statistic of the January divorce month ourselves. And for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, Steve, um, and as well for... Um, 
tax reasons. It was just easier, you know, and cleaner from a tax perspective to stop living as a husband and wife and, and do our taxes, you know, that way going forward. But getting back to the, the mindset piece, I mean, you know, a lot of New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals and New Year, New Me, you know, it, it all centers around um, making positive changes and, and growing and bettering ourselves. And divorce is certainly something that falls into that category because, you know, if you're in a, a marriage um, or a relationship, if it, you know, common law relationship, whatever it might be, and it's not working uh, for whatever reason. I mean, you know, sometimes it's not working because one person is abusive and, and whatnot, but sometimes it's not working. Like both people are good people, but the relationship just isn't working. And, you know, you've tried to fix it and you've tried and tried and it's not working. And so it's okay to say, you know what? Like we both deserve better here. And, you know, we need to separate and, and move forward with our lives. And so divorce really is, uh, in a sense, it's, uh, it's the, the start of a new beginning and a chance to recreate your life um, and have, you know, make it more positive and to, you know, get out of a, a relationship that was, you know, dragging you down, um, wasn't the right relationship for you. Again, you, you could both be good people. It doesn't mean everyone, you know, anyone is a, a bad person. Um, but, you know, your primary relationship has such a huge effect on your your well-being overall i mean it affects your your mental health your financial health all of these things and so if it's if it's not healthy and it's dragging you down and it's a negative in your life freeing yourself of that and actively taking steps to move forward is a positive thing Act, actively reaching out to a lawyer and commencing the separation process that's a courageous thing to do that that's a huge step for many many people it's a courageous step to take and i think that people should you know give themselves a pat on the back um, for having the courage to take that step, make that difficult decision, not just continue being stuck and having more of the same continuing on because, you know, there's that old saying, nothing changes if nothing changes. And that's true. If you're in a bad relationship or relationship that's not working, you know, the new year isn't going to change it. Um, you know, either both people need to be taking active steps to make it better or, you know, it might be time to end it. And so I think that, we can view divorce as a positive thing, um, positively changing your life for the better. Well said. You know, Einstein's rule of insanity is that if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome, that equates with insanity. And so in a relationship, in a uh, family life, the idea of living another year or another month or another day with somebody that does not bring out the best in you, and you don't bring out the best in them, is really a road to developing one's own um, imbalance, dysregulation, and possibly insanity. Um, and so the idea of using January as an opportunity to redesign, redefine, and redevelop your life is really, quite frankly, just as you say, Leanne, it's a step that requires courage, and resolve, but it's one that will lead to positive outcomes, not just for the person that makes the decision, but for everybody that it involves. And what do I mean by that? You know, it used to be that you would see a child of divorce and go, oh, poor kid, 
his or her parents are divorced. That was the way we looked upon and treated divorced kids. Teachers in the school system would go, oh, you know, the kid's disruptive. You know why? His parents went through a divorce. Or that child is not doing well in school. His parents are divorcing. This was somehow the explanation for why children were showing difficult, dysfunctional, challenging behavior. Well, may I suggest that children that are in the presence of happy, well-settled, well-adjusted parents do well, and children who are living in a home where their parents don't have love for one another, are not on the same page, possibly bickering and disagreeing on things every day or often, that is far worse for those children than to be living in two different homes with two parents at different times who are being their best selves. And so in that respect, I suggest that divorce benefits the person who makes the decision, who by the way had to have courage, the person who didn't have the courage but has no choice other than to accept the decision of the other person, and thirdly, the category, the children, who now get to experience parents who are their best selves. And I can tell you this from so many years of hearing this from responses from clients, when they call me back or email me later and they go, I've never been a better parent than I am now that I am apart from my ex. Because they get to actually live in a home where they are excited to go home to. They get to behave with their children in a free and unregulated way where they just get to be themselves and not be worried that if they say or do the wrong thing, they might be walking on eggshells. So at the end of the day, I say that January is divorce month is really a tremendous opportunity for people to set the next chapter of their life in a positive direction for everybody that is touched by their lives, their spouse, their children, and potentially even other people in the family. I think that's, you know, very well said and very true. And, you know, at the end of the day, happy parents are going to likely be the best parents. So whether you're happily married or you're happily separated or happily divorced, that's, you know, the key, I think, to, to or one of the keys anyway, to being a good parent. Um, so how and so, you know, do we, we achieve, as lawyers, happy divorces, Leanne? What do we do? What can we do differently to turn these people that come to us, they come through our gates, say, I want to leave my spouse, I want a divorce. How do we turn it into a happy experience? I think one of the key things is by approaching it uh, from a more solution and settlement oriented perspective rather than an adversarial or conflict ridden perspective. And, you know, and that can be hard if you've been hurt or mistreated and, or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, when you're getting divorced, everyone has their, their grievances, but to, to approach it is how can the two of us come to a resolution of the legal issues um, in a, a way that's respectful, um, positive, 
and dignified um, and you know not be looking to create unnecessary conflict um, so that's one way a second the second part of that is keeping your children out of it children should not be involved in any of this they don't other than that you know they need to know their parents are getting a divorce but they don't really need to know much beyond that other than you know timelines and you know what their schedule is going to look like certainly they're going to have questions but they don't need to know a lot of the other details they don't need to know about the money aspect of it and they don't need to know each parent's grievances with the other so I think that those are, are important things. And I think part of that is also just finding the right lawyer. Um, you know, the reality is, just like in any profession, there's a whole bunch of different types of lawyers out there in the family law bar. And some of them, um, you know, approach it as more of a conflict type of battle. Um, and, you know, that can, I think, um, you know, cause more hostility between the parties and can create, um, you know, make it harder for the parties to, and to make it take longer and be more expensive. So I think that's just the respect, solution, focus, and putting the children first are the three key things I would say. Excellent advice. Um, you know, from my perspective, I, I, um, for those that know me, they know that um, I'm Jewish and I'm very proud to be Jewish. My parents instilled in me a very strong um, religious ethic and, and belief in my faith. And uh, one of the rules, which happens to be called the golden rule, is to treat your fellow person as you'd want to be treated. And um, about a year or so ago, I brought that into my professional life. And I started um, treating my fellow lawyers um, in the same way. And, um, you know, even though we're dealing with a lot of upset and anger um, and you know with some cases where there's domestic violence or infidelity and financial abuse um, our clients um, feel a lot of uh, upset and anger towards their spouse that that's just par for the course for what we do but the difference is i do not need to feel the same way as my client as towards their spouse towards my fellow lawyer and uh, a very smart lawyer once said to me be hard on the issues, but soft on your fellow lawyer. And so um, I try where I can to be cordial, to be polite, to be cooperative. And this is the hardest part, to listen, to actively listen. Because it's often the case that we lawyers are so busy developing our arguments that we don't listen all that well. And the more we listen, and the more we show the person that's speaking or writing to us that we've listened, the more trust we build. And the more trust we build with our fellow lawyers, the better work we can do for our clients to get them through this chapter of their lives. And so that's my commitment to making divorce a happy experience, a positive experience, one that will lead to greater positive outcomes for both spouses and the children. Um, and I think the more of us that do that, and I know you do, Leanne, and I, and I know you do great work with your clients, the more we do that with other lawyers, the more we are paying it forward and causing them to see that it's actually possible to be a very accomplished and successful divorce lawyer and behaving so honorably with your fellow lawyer to the point where they think, boy, we just did it and we did it right. We, I did my.
And that's okay. We didn't catch the last few words you said there. The last few words was that, you know, I, I would love more than anything to leave a legacy that you can be a very good divorce lawyer and be very collaborative. I agree with that. I, and I think that we're serving our clients much better with that sort of approach. Um, sometimes it, you know, I find I've had to have to educate some of my clients about it because when I get uh, a letter potentially from opposing counsel that is uh, bordering on rude and disrespectful, um, you know, my client will want me to, you know, write back in, in the same tone in the same way. And, and it is tempting. I mean, you know, when you get a letter that is, you know, very rudely directed at you, um, it, you know, the, the gut reaction is, the gut instinct is to write back in the same type of tone. But I 100% agree with you, Steve. It's better when we take a step back and I think we're better advocates. Um, and we set a much better positive tone for the divorce for our clients by, uh, by being respectful, uh, polite, and there's nothing out there that says you can't be a strong advocate and still be respectful and polite in how you conduct yourself. Amen. I agree. So until next week, we wish all of our uh, viewers and followers a very happy 2023. We look forward to making it not only a happy 2023, but a happy divorce 2023. And uh, for what it's worth, we will do our best in the profession to uh, to influence and infiltrate uh, the negative mindset of divorce with a positive mindset of divorce. And, uh, and I am so excited to be interviewing Chip Rose next week on uh, his work, his amazing, heroic work in the field of divorce mediation. So until next week. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you here again next week on Divorce Explained. Bye, Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Divorce Explained. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Steve Benmore and at Leanne Townsend Life for more. And if you're looking for specific divorce services, you can visit benmore.com and leannetownsend.ca. We hope today's episode made you feel informed and inspired as you move along through your divorce journey. Tune in next week for Divorce Explained.